So Money Episode 75, Marnie Batista. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Happy Friday, everyone. TGIF, welcome to So Money. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. I'm really excited to welcome our first love guru on the show today. We're going to talk love and money. Her name is Marnie Batista. She's the founder and CEO of DatingWithDignity.com. It's a million-dollar-plus company specializing in helping her clients to first fall in love with themselves create a life that they love, and then find someone amazing to love. As a divorcee herself, who's now remarried happily, Marnie truly understands what it feels like to be lonely and and sick of wasting time on dates that go nowhere. And I actually interviewed Marnie extensively for my last book, When She Makes More, which, P.S., arrives in paperback next month, hint, hint. Marnie has some exceptional and important advice uh, about how successful and ambitious women in particular can attract the one when it feels often like her ambition is a turnoff to the opposite sex. Now, a few takeaways from our time with Marnie. One, how does one actually become a love guru? I'm I'm really curious about this. Marnie's 15-minute daily ritual that helps her stay centered and keeps her money where it needs to be how Marnie developed a close, committed relationship with money, and the financial coach that she hired, and how this person has changed her attitude towards money completely. Here we go. Here is Marnie Batista. Marnie Batista, welcome to So Money. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I am too. I've I, uh, I love speaking with you. And, and for those of you on the podcast who read When She Makes More, Marnie is a featured expert in the book when it comes to love and relationships and gender dynamics. Uh, you run the website datingwithdignity.com. You've been a uh, I guess relationship coach expert for, for quite some time. I asked this of all my relationship coaches on the show, how do you become a love guru? <laughs> you have a really bad love life for a really long time. And then you decide that you don't want to deal with that anymore. Um, so that's really my story is I think, but if I look back on it, you know, I, I've always been that person that people came to for advice. Um, and when my own relationships sort of fell apart repeatedly, I, I realized that I was the only one to blame, so to speak. And I figured it out. And I knew that it was my soul's work to really help other women so that they don't have to suffer for one day longer than than necessary. I think it's so hard these days to find your quote unquote soulmate, uh, especially for successful, ambitious, uh, driven women. Uh, you know, speaking personally, I think I it was just, I was just lucky to find my husband. I, I went to college and I met him and although we didn't date in college, we reconnected, you know, several years later. Uh, and, but to be uh, currently a woman in the dating world, Talk about some of the complexities, especially for those women who are uh, ambitious, because sometimes it's uh, it's really difficult to find your match. Yeah, you know, um, I was doing some research around this recently, and um, 
there, there's this gentleman named Hofstetter who, who actually did research on what components will predict that a person is successful working in a different culture, right? So he was looking at um, executives who were going to live overseas and, and how they would be successful. And while I was looking at that, it became really clear to me that that's really what it's like for women who are trying to find love today. Um, we are in a completely brand new culture. Their paradigm is totally different. It's a different time than our parents. We are pioneers. And there's a few of these components that are true for when you go live in another country. They're actually true for when you're dating um, in the 21st century. And so one of them um, is your beliefs around gender roles. You had mentioned, you know, it's hard for women. And, and a lot of that is because we have conflicting views about gender roles. So on one hand, you know, we saw some of us, our mothers had more traditional gender roles. Uh, we don't have any models for that. We say that we want to be successful and independent, yet we have these underlying, sometimes conscious or unconscious beliefs that men should do X that I should be treated this way, that he should pay, that he should take care of mowing the grass. It's so subtle, these little messages that we've picked up from society, even though if you would talk to a woman on the street, she would probably say, I'm a totally independent woman. Mm -hmm. And likewise, if you were to meet a modern male, they'd say, I have no problem with my wife or significant other making more than me or me being a stay-at-home parent. But in actuality, a lot of those men would be unhappy or would have, they would be conflicted to say the least. They would. So, so as a, as a woman looking to be in relationship, whether you're dating or in a relationship, check out your views on gender roles and really, what did you learn? What did you believe? What's society telling you? What do you think you believe and check in with what you really do believe. And then it's important as you identify that to articulate it to your current partner or to someone that, that you're dating. Let's talk about money. While you uh, spend a lot of your time focusing on helping people with their relationship, money, I'm sure, does come up. Um, and I know you're always game to talk about money. And I'm more curious during our time together to talk about Marnie's perspective on money, on finances, starting with your financial philosophy, Marnie. What is a money mantra, per- perhaps, that you uphold that helps to keep your money where it needs to be? Mm, I love that question. I, I know that I wouldn't have even had a money mantra, you know, like 10 or 12 years ago when I was married to someone who was taking care of all the money. Um, what I believe now is, um, that it's really important to not be afraid of your money and not be afraid of, um, beliefs that you may have that you're not good at money, that it's too complicated, that you don't know about money, um, that, that you really develop this, um, non-personalized, but yet a friendship or relationship with your money. Um, because I think for most of us, we have so much fear around it and, and that can really drive all of our behaviors. And, um, 
once you sort of make friends with your money and you're not afraid of it and you just become, become on the journey, kind of like a lot of the stuff that you talked about in, in your, your other book, not the one that I contributed to, but your other book, it's like, all right, here's money. Let's get to know it. And then just start to have it in your life in a way that is neutral. Right. Right. No, that's a huge, huge, uh, advantage. If you can really have shape your mindset like that, because absolutely. I think I think what you're really preaching here is being in control and not letting your money dominate you and your life, which I think it's very easy to slip into that uh, dependency mindset. Well, absolutely. And as women, and I know, you know, I've been from the housewife who didn't pay one bill to the CEO entrepreneur breadwinner, um, that, that we want to be, we, we want to be in control of our money. And we also don't want to attach our self-worth to our money, whether we have it or whether we don't have it. Take us back to childhood, baby Marnie, little Marnie, Marnie growing up. Um, I wonder if there was a time in your life growing up where it would definitively be a financial moment, a money moment, something that you reflect upon with uh, fond memories, not so fond memories. But the important thing is that it was a moment that was extremely pivotal now as an adult, you look back on that moment as a time where you really learned a lot or you had a breakthrough or an awakening of some sorts. Well, you know, I, I have this very vivid money memory when I was about 12 years old. Um, my, my dad comes from a long line of entrepreneurs. The family business started literally in the 1800s. What is the business? Uh, it's so unsexy. Um, back in the 1800s, my family immigrated from um, Russia. And in New York, the streets of New York had a push cart peddling um, uh, animal furs and animal skins to make leather, literally. And to where in modern day times, um, the company is a broker selling the, the, the skin from the guy who skins it to coach leathers. <laughs> wow. Right? So it's totally like one of those things where you go, hmm, there's people that do that. So my dad had been in this family business literally for a hundred years, came home one day. I'll never forget it. I was like sitting on the, on the floor in, in my living room watching happy days. So that dates me. Um, <laughs> and he came in and he said, you know, I decided to leave the family business and I'm going to start my own thing. And I sort of like looked up and I was like, well, are we going to be poor? And he was like, no, we're okay. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> back to the fawns. Exactly. Back to the fawns. Um, but while I just sort of said, okay, I really understood at that moment, looking back at it, that there, there was this like, oh gosh, am I safe? Um, am I okay? And because my mother grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, my dad is entrepreneurial family. Um, I just sort of learned a lot of messaging around like working really hard and worrying about money and this overall sort of lack of safety. And so as I ventured into my own business, I realized that that was a money story that I had to heal. And I continue to work on it like literally every day. Wow. At the same time, though, being raised by entrepreneurs, I mean, what a gift. A million percent. You know what? I, I am so grateful for that. Um, my, my dad to this day, you know, I have my board of directors. He's totally there. 
Um, and we talk about it and I really grew up in a mindset of you can create whatever it is that you want because my dad did that. He left this very safe family business and he felt like he couldn't make it as big as he wanted to because it was too constricted. And so I learned like, you know, create and execute. I love that. Well, not to get all sad, but I would like to now transition to a failure because I think as we mm-hmm. both know, a failure breeds success. What is a financial failure that you experienced? It could have been at any point in your life that, uh, you know, was relatively devastating, but as I said, it, it bred failure. It, oh it bred gosh. success. No, it bred success. <laughs> it did. You know, so I was married for 17 years. I had a really successful um, husband uh, who totally managed all the money and didn't tell me anything. And um, he made, it was like unlimited credit cards. And little did I know that he was, as my mom used to say, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Um, And I didn't know any of this. So I got divorced and I had no concept of money, of credit, of anything. And I managed to accumulate probably close to about $70,000 worth of debt in the first 18 months that I was divorced. And I was freaking out. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle money. I didn't know how to live on a budget. I, I didn't even know that, you know, the car insurance that he had didn't include like a car rental, you know, like little thing. like I didn't know anything and, um, I was freaking out. And so what I did was I decided that I needed to, to be taught. And I hired this person really to teach me about managing my money And she was like strict, right? Mm -hmm. So she was like, we're getting you on a budget. We're, we're setting up, um, you know, like I call it coffee cam thinking. So, you know, she had me set up every, um, sort of little like savings, mini savings account in my, in my banking to where I would have automatic transfers. And like, it was so strict and so rigid cutting up the credit cards, um, the whole thing. And, um, I literally, had to completely change the way I thought about money. And I am so proud of um, how I overcame that. And um, it's really important for me to not only do that for myself, but now to teach it to my daughters. Yeah, absolutely. How did you find this support system, this coach, this this awesomely mad woman who (laughs) put you on a budget? Um, Gosh, you know what? I think I found her on, this was... 12 years ago. Was it Susie Orman? (laughs) No, no. Her name's Corinna Wilmot. I think I found her at the time on Craigslist or something like that. I don't even remember. Um, But she came into my life and um, at first I had her helping me pay the bills. Like literally that's how, how crazy it was to where I was like, I don't even know how to do this. And um, at the time, part of that debt was my daughter was, um, 13 and having a bat mitzvah. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, I'm in, I had this like lifestyle and I didn't want anyone to know it was changing. And I remember yelling at Corona, <laughs> literally like, find me more credit. Like I have to have the DJ, you know? Oh my God. And that's when she was like, I'm, we're not doing this anymore. Like, I'm not going to work with you. I'm not going to help you anymore. Like you can't, you can't get any more credit. Like it's got to stop. And, um, she sort of gave me a choice about, you know, how, how are you going to do this? Because I'm not going to help you if you don't change the way you look at money. Good for her. Yeah, you can only help someone to a point where if they have to be willing to help themselves too. Yeah, yep, totally. 
All right, now let's flip it and talk success. What's a so money moment that you experience that really exemplifies your hard work, your insights, your intuition, and it resulted in a financial win? Take us there. What happened and how can we all learn? Mm. Well, um, so I went to a, uh, like a three day training, um, in my business and, um, I saw the, the trainer making an offer to do this mastermind. And, you know, I watched her and I saw all these people go and, you know, like really enroll in working with her for a year so that they could get the transformation that she promised. And at the time I, um, had, a group of coaches. I also coach coaches on how to build their businesses and they loved me and they were in an eight week program with me. And, um, I was there with, um, someone that I work with and we went, we had dinner and I said, you know what? I can do this. I can have a mastermind. I can enroll people. Like these people love me. I know what to do. (laughs) And, um, we literally sat in the hotel room, you know, uh, and mapped out the entire thing. I went back and I got on the phone. I think I had about 30 people in this course and I literally sold them, you know, one by one into this program that at the time, I think it was like 10 grand, uh, to work with me and not do private work. And I can't remember, maybe it was like 20 to do private work with me in this year long program. And I went and I enrolled 13 people in that course for a year. And it was like, Oh my gosh, I had money. (laughs) money in the bank. Um, and what I'm most proud about is that, you know, I had whittled down like a lot of, a lot of debt. Um, and I had even got a family member to uh, pay off the last little bit of credit card debt so that I could get a lower interest rate. And I sitting here with this bank account full and I was like, all right, this is my moment. And I paid off like every last thing, my student loan, my cousin, I like totally became debt free in that moment. I still had some left and I, you know, decided then, you know, to set up like savings account. And it was like, all right, I can start saving for college. Now I was in not that, um, catching up, but now I was in the creating mode and, it was that moment of like, you know what? I can do this. I'm, I'm just as smart as that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really empowering. It's so important to go through the challenges of getting out of debt, you know, rather than imagine if someone just came and wrote you a blank check and paid for that bar mitzvah and paid for everything and, and you became debt free overnight. I wonder if you would have had the same uh, determination to, never get back into that situation again and to build the business now that you have. Yeah, I don't think I would have, you know, um, it's interesting because it wasn't like I, my dad was like giving me tons of money when I was growing up or any of that stuff, but it was like, here I was divorced. I was committed to getting out of debt, to cutting out those credit cards. And I guess, you know, you're a parent. So it almost was like, I have to do this so that my children understand the value of money, the value of saving, the value of making choices. And it was like, you know, I went from taking them to get an ice cream after school every day, or, you know, sure, let's go get our nails done to saying like, well, you know, we're going to go after school to get a snack once a week. What is it that you would like to get? What would you like to do? And and to, you know, take to, to eliminating a lot of things. And it was really hard. Um, I had three, this was before I even started my, my business. I had taken on like three jobs, part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm, I'm 
I am happy for that. And I think you're totally right. I wouldn't be who I, I am today if it would have been like, okay, problem solved. If I would have married another rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are some habits that you practice, Marnie? So many rituals or habits that help to keep your, your income, your business, your finances, where you want them to be going. Mm. Well, number one is that, um, on a daily basis or almost daily, I do, um, a ritual in the morning, um, whether I have time to fully like meditate for 10 or 15 minutes, um, to just having a moment where I close my eyes and I sort of get centered in, in that place of abundance. And then I literally write out every I read something about, um, wealth consciousness literally every day. Um, and I map out what I'm grateful for, um, what my goals are for the day. And then I write out some, you know, some money related affirmations for my business, for whatever it is in my life. Um, and I do that almost every single day so that I set the right tone. Um, and then the other thing is I look at my, my bank account, like Mm -hmm. almost every day. (laughs) Um, I, I'm okay with that. Um, and I've never had credit card debt since. So I sometimes pay off the credit card before it's due. Like I'm just realistic with my money. So I look at it every day and and I make choices based on that. I preach that it's like getting on a scale to measure your weight. If your goal is to maintain your weight or lose a few pounds, you have to know where you are at all times because it's easy to, it's, it's very tempting. I would say also to turn a blind eye, you know, to that stuff, because sometimes the numbers are scary or sometimes they're, uh, discouraging, but I like, I like what you said about, you know, being real. It really is important. It's integral. It's integral to really having a a sound financial life. Absolutely. You know, what's interesting when you talk about the kind of woo woo and the wealth consciousness, if, if I have a moment where I'm like, Oh, I don't want to look in there. I'm like, all right, that's totally not in alignment with who I really want to be. So if I have fear or anxiety or worry about it, that's like a great window to see what needs to sort of, Mm -hmm. um, be shifted. You have to get uncomfortable in order to experience success, right? You have to kind of go there. Absolutely. Face your fears, be uncomfortable. You mentioned wealth affirmations or or wealth um, readings that you do. Where do you find them? Well, I will um, tell you lots of different things, but I came across a couple of years ago, um, this work called Prosperity Bootcamp. And uh, it's like a little thing that is a, for 40 days and it's literally like a paperback. <laughs> and, um, and I started doing it two years ago. Uh, and every time I run out of my 40 days, I just get another one and it's got little readings in it. So there's that. And then the other thing is I like to read, uh, books of that talk about wealth consciousness or around money. Um, not, you know, obsessively, right. But just as part of my personal development. So sometimes there's just little quotes or pieces like that, that I will, um, take out and kind of jot down and put it on a post-it note and stick it on my bulletin board right in front of my computer, in my office. I love that. It is a commitment, Marnie, what you're doing. I don't know if everybody can, uh, but it's baby steps. I'm sure you don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to do all these things. Every Hell day. <laughs> no. At first it was like, I'm just going to, you know, n- live within my means to me for years. That was like a really big deal. Yeah. 
All right, Marnie, we're almost about done. But before we go, we have some So Money fill in the blanks. Really fun. Don't overthink it. Uh, but I'm curious to see to hear what your instinctive answers are. So if you won the lottery tomorrow, if I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say $100 million, I would? I would take my dad on a trip and I would figure out how to make a huge donation to the organization that helped change my life. Which, do you know the organization? Yeah, it's the Hoffman Institute. Hoffman Institute. The one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better or both is? Is my housekeeper who's evolved. She used to be a nanny. Now she's like my wife. (laughs) I have to say... (laughs) This podcast has become such a mouthpiece for, it's like, it's such a marketing initiative for uh, housekeepers. Like, (laughs) uh, you're not the first to say this. And I think that it's a true testament to the value of of, of, uh, farming out domestic help. Oh my gosh. And you know what? It's not just like cleaning my house. It's like returning clothes and picking up the art project that my daughter and I did at the thing. It's, I swear, like, I love her. And, and even meal planning, right? Like, I give her the recipes, and she goes, and we eat healthy all week. So I'm a big fan of having um, an assistant. One thing I wish I'd known about money growing up is? Um, that, gosh, um, I want to articulate it, that um, it's not personal. Yeah. My biggest guilty pleasure that I spend a lot of money on is? traveling abroad. All right. Don't be guilty about, don't feel guilty. About I know. That. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> when I donate money, I like to give to blank because. I like to give to organizations that have touched my life that have made me be a better person. And last but not least, I'm Marnie Batista and I'm so money because. Because I am creating abundance in the world. Yes. And the world is abundant. Thank you so much, Marnie. Everyone check out datingwithdignity.com. And uh, Marnie, always a pleasure to speak with you. And thank you for your insights. Thank you for sharing your stories about growing up with us. So inspiring. Hope you have a great day. Thanks, Renish. Bye. That is a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Marnie, please check out her website, datingwithdignity.com. She's also on Twitter. Follow her at Marnie Batista. We've, of course, got all this information at somoneypodcast.com. There you can also find the transcript and comments from this episode and all previous ones. And as always, keep your questions coming. Go on to somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh, and ask away. And there's a very good chance I'm going to answer your question this weekend or the following weekend. And if you love what you're hearing and you want the podcast to keep on going, hop on to iTunes, leave a review. And when you do, let me know. Email me, farnoosh at somoneypodcast.com. Let me know you've left the review because every week I select one reviewer to receive a free 15-minute money session with me. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Farnoosh Tarabi. Hope your day is so money. 